Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, everyone. We'll start the show in just one second. But first, it's shocking that your home can be stolen this easily. That's the brutal lesson Deborah learned when thieves found her home's title online forged it and literally took ownership of her home. In an instant, thieves legally owned Deborah's home. She got evicted and spent a fortune in legal fees trying to get it back. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes, and you don't want to be next. That's why I urge you to protect the online title to your home with Home Title Log. The legal documents to our homes are kept online where thieves hunt them. They forge the documents stating you sold your home. Then they borrow against your home and stick you with the payments. No insurance or bank protects you. Home Title Log does. You could already be a victim of title fraud and not know it. Find out now. Register your home at HomeTitleLock.com. Enter Voices for one month of free protection. Again, enter Voices for one month of free protection at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news on Cullendon Lane, Jacksonville, Florida. Chuck Buick finally gave up. Chuck enjoys marijuana. So he decided to accept Paul Harvey's suggestion. He gave up. He went to the phone. He called me. He ordered a bong. Bong, that's a pipe used to smoke marijuana. I want you to hear this carefully because you're thinking about a Valentine's Day present for somebody you love very much. Quote, my marijuana bong arrived Saturday, and after I opened the box, I was in shock. My eyes were locked open wide. My whole house was now a concert hall. I went to the washroom, and even from there, it sounded like a real live lady singing right outside the door. <laughs> Quote, with heat eating your ears, you're gouging out and tearing loose and pulling apart, gulping air and tasting black. Your windpipe is closing and you've lost track of which way is out. There's a searing ember down your neck. Search, rescue, ventilate. Somebody's singed a kitten. <laughs> Quote, I'm listening to all of my old CDs again because I have never really heard them before. Now, for that Valentine's Day gift, it's not too early for you to choose a bong. If you're anything but happy with it, I'll buy it back. <laughs> to locate your nearest dealer, telephone 1-800-282-BONG. <laughs> Bob Seska. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Hey, I, 420 was yesterday, not today, but still, it's a tradition here on the show. Paul Harvey talking about his bong. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 21, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bong. Hello, Bob. It's Bong. <laughs> Day 1,188 of the Trump crisis, 197 days until the 2020 presidential election, and oh, look, sitting right over there with his Bong, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Feel better soon. <laughs> Much love, Buzz. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just, just writing a get well card to Kim Jong-un. 
Oh, man, I'm so glad you played that Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey tape uh, that you just played. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I, I spent a lot of time listening to that guy, and uh, that never fails to make me bust a gut. Oh, me too. Uh, Rich Hall, comedian Rich Hall, used to do a whole bit on that, where if you really loved uh, your, <laughs> yeah. your, your girlfriend, you'd get her a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Anyway, he's he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we're both named after ways to cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've been locked up too long. Maybe we've all been sheltered at home too long. Uh, I saw a tweet uh, that recommended using your face mask as sexy underwear. <laughs> I spice, am. Things, <laughs> spice things up a little bit. Uh, people are already getting restless, and it's scary. Uh uh, as you know, uh, and you saw this too, we heard the Red Hat protesters shouting, fire Fauci. Yeah. So Gilligan's decided the way to get off the island is to drown the professor. <laughs> Evidently, should, that's the logic. Should work out well. Uh, with all the stress, uh, a lot of us are, are eating more. Are you Are you eating more or less? Because some are eating more and some are eating less. Uh, how are you responding? A little bit less. Know? I can't find uh, the food I less. normally buy, but yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, with me, it's a little more. I've been uh, snacking my way through the pandemic, and, and I guess I, I put on a couple of pounds because I, I can see in the mirror I'm going to have to start working out to flatten the curve. <laughs> flatten right. the curve. Uh, more events are being canceled now. This just came in today uh, because of the coronavirus, the latest of uh, the running of the bulls in Spain. That, that, yeah. That's off. That's off this year. I mean, they wouldn't want to do anything dangerous. <laughs> in the morning with head hurting because you can't think the virus a lot of people think that goes away in april with the heat do big words spoken by people wearing white lab coats cause you to lose basic motor skills you know in april supposedly it dies with a hotter weather if so then you may be <laughs> suffering from msmd medical and science mental dysfunction typically that will go away in april we're in great shape today. but now there is hope because now, Haxel Grift Crime announces Imbisol. And I hope they use the hydroxychloroquine. Take two tablets of Imbisol, and the fear you have a lack of knowledge of science and medicine miraculously <laughs> disappears. But I hope they use it because I'll tell you what, what do you have to lose? You'll still have a complete lack of knowledge of science and medicine, but the fear of that ignorance will go away. So we chose Imbisol to help keep us ignorant. With Imbisol, <laughs> you don't have to worry about precise tests, peer-reviewed studies, clinical trials, or staring at an eclipse. You're fine. They'll say it again. What do you have to lose? You're an imbecile. <laughs> I take imbecile in the morning and I can spend the day laughing at people that think they're smart. Take imbecile today. Then there'll be a lot of death, unfortunately. Because science is for people who think too much. Don't stop taking imbecile just because your doctor told you to, as this may increase your risk of recovering. People who take imbecile run a slightly higher risk of stepping on a rake, slipping on a banana peel, or watching Sean Hannity. Do not take imbecile <laughs> if you are pregnant, as this will increase the chance that your baby will become involved in Scientology. Before taking Taking Imbisol, tell your doctor that he is very low energy, a loser, and has lousy ratings. Help protect yourself from another lapse into reality. Ask your hillbilly rally crowd about Imbisol. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Mike. Oh, Thank man. You, Mike. Oh, oh that's uh, that gets that gets straight A's all the way around. Writing, uh, execution, everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! And lots of imbecile going around to all the various protests uh, in the past few sure days, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're gonna get to all of that here in just a second. But first, I gotta ask you, Buzz. What? what what the hell is going on with Kim Jong Un? What what is the word about Kim Jong Un's health at this point? Because all kinds of things. I well, think I think uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I want to. I always want to say Mercedes Rule, but who's the rule? Who's on MSNBC? Well, she said that Kim Jong Un is brain dead, and she's had to Stephanie, retract that. Stephanie Rule. I think. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's their she's their economic correspondent. Right, so right. She would know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Right. <laughs> so uh, apparently. We're we're monitoring uh, whether uh, North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, is in grave danger after undergoing a previous surgery, according to a U.S. official with direct knowledge. A second source uh, with intelligence told CNN that the U.S. has been closely monitoring reports on Kim's health. Kim recently missed the celebration of his grandfather's birthday on April 15. Uh-oh. which There's going to be some explaining to do there. That's right. You don't miss birthdays in North Korea with Kim Jong-un's family members. You know what? It, grandpas. What happens to those people is they end up getting executed by a cannon. You poor, do, poor grandpa. <laughs> you miss out on something. As crucial as a birthday, you could get a cannonball in the face. 
Um, another U.S. official told CNN on Monday that the concerns about Kim's health are credible, but the severity is hard to assess. There have been conflicting reports, an odd report out of South Korea this morning that uh, their intelligence was that uh, Kim Jong-un was traveling outside the capital city and uh, that he was fine, yeah. uh, to, to, the, to their knowledge, but maybe they were out of the loop. I don't know, uh, because uh, U.S. intelligence uh, indicates what you started out with there. Uh, I've also read that it's uh, that it's a heart problem. I don't that it's not confirmed. Here's yeah. the fun thing about North Korea: uh, it's impossible to know what's going on in, inside that place. Right. Uh, that that's how tightly sealed it is. Uh, and it should also be noted that in 2014, I believe uh, he was out for four weeks uh, with some kind of health condition. He's been in bad health. He's a chain smoker. Uh, he's only 36 years old, but uh, uh, you've seen his weight, and uh, now that you know other things that we know about him, uh, it's credible that he could be having some heart problems. Yeah. Apparently, if you're if you're not doing well after surgery, then something is seriously wrong, and that that is the initial report. But it's impossible, of course, to know. That's right. And apparently, his sister would take over if Kim Jong Un dies. Then his sister. I, I don't know what her name is, but she would take over no. as supreme leader of North Korea uh, should and, Kim Jong-un die. Yeah. And she is made in his image. She is almost a, a, a twin sister to this guy. <laughs> uh, uh, and and uh, so it's very likely that uh, things wouldn't change. You know, I guess the optimistic diplomat says, well, a dictatorship remains a dictatorship. That's not going to change if right. something were to happen to Kim Jong-un. and. You know, I've sent that card. I hope it gets there in time. <laughs> I've just decided, you know, I don't know what his sister's name is. I'm just uh -huh. going to go with Linda. Linda Jong-un. Okay. Yeah. How about I was going to guess I was going to guess Sally, but we'll go with Linda. That's fine. <laughs> but but it remains a dictatorship no, mm. no matter what. Uh, but uh, the optimistic diplomat says, ah, but this could be a chance for some kind of change. This could be a chance. Right. It's a fresh face. You never know. Uh, let me talk to them. You know, you get that sort of enthusiasm among diplomats. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there's always, I guess, that little ray of hope. But uh, otherwise, regardless of what happens, not much is going to change. Right. And before we dig into all the coronavirus news and Trump's worsening of the whole thing, we've got some statistics along those lines here today. Statistics? But statistics. We've got lots of numbers, all kinds okay. of numbers. But meanwhile, this kind of is flying under the radar at the moment just because of the uh, the rest of the fire hose of news. But the Senate <laughs> Intelligence Committee has yes. ruled in accordance with the intelligence community that Russia's attack in 2016 was intended to help Trump win. This is the fifth report out of six that the Republican-led yep, 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 yep. Senate Intelligence Committee is going to issue. Russia's goals were to undermine public faith in the U.S. democratic process, denigrate Secretary Hillary Clinton, and harm her electability and potential presidency. We further assess Putin and the Russian government developed a clear preference for President-elect Trump. We have high confidence in these judgments. And so the Senate Intelligence Committee has concurred with that assessment, mm -hmm. and, uh, and this report details why and how. Apparently, and I'm looking forward to seeing this too, Apparently, report number six is going to cover the Steele dossier. And all they say in this report, all they say in, in report number five, is that the Steele dossier was submitted just as a matter of process. It really didn't have any impact on their investigation. But they're going to be looking into it more deeply or revealing the results of them looking into it more deeply in the sixth report. Now, if we remember yeah. back about, I don't know, it was a year or two years, but I remember there being a press conference when they issued one of their first reports, maybe it was report number one or report number two. Uh -huh. uh, Richard Burr, who's now in deep trouble because of selling stocks as soon as he heard about the coronavirus on the way. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah, wah. And so... <clears throat> He uh, <laughs> he said a couple of years ago that they were in the process of recreating the Steele dossier, verifying <laughs> as many parts of the Steele dossier as they could. And he said, yes, they were able to verify a good portion of the Steele dossier up to a point. And in order yes. to get past that point, 
they said they need to talk with Christopher Steele himself. And they were having uh-huh. trouble at the time getting Christopher Steele in to testify before the Senate right. Intelligence Committee. So that, that remains to be seen, whether or not they're able to verify the whole thing. I doubt they'll be able to verify the whole thing. But I'll be interested to see what they have verified well, in the Steele dossier. Well, we can see how much uh, the first four or five reports have done for us. Yeah. Uh, and and I think by the time we get to the, the fifth and sixth, uh, we'll have enough uh, material to vote him out of office in the election. In fact, I, the election may come before they finish that 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 sixth part. Uh, yeah. it, this must be investigated and followed up. But, uh, you know, if things go as they appear, they will. Uh, he he won't be president when they finish that investigation. Mm-hmm. I, it reminds me, uh, I found a comedian Bob Goldthwait very intelligent in his early work. Yeah, and uh, but you know he started making movies to to you know put food on the table, and he was asked uh, why he was making uh, participating in the making of Police Academy Four, <laughs> and he said because there were so many unanswered questions in Police Academies <laughs> One, Two, and Three. That's right. Uh, you, know, you know, and 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 this is a little like that, isn't it? Where okay, well, there. How how about that? Now now we've got five investigations that show he's a crook. But yeah. uh, I'm sure the people listening are are, are with me on this thought that uh, it, it hasn't done as much good. And I, I would add to that, will it by the time he's likely out of office? It's amazing how the American public buzz has been able to compartmentalize all of these things and not imagine yes. each individual thing in yeah. a accordance yeah. with the next thing. You know what I mean? Where, by and right. large, I don't think people are able to process the entire array of Trump crimes and Trump misdeeds and they, whatever, all of the things in the fire hose of news. It's a literal not being able to see the forest for the trees. Right, they, right. They, they, yeah. they keep seeing these trees, but they just it doesn't quite add up. It just, for whatever reason, it just doesn't connect. Yeah. And one of the things I try to do, one of the joys of switching from a daily newscast to a weekly newscast is I got to step back a little bit and look at a slightly bigger picture. Right. And I could see trends and I could see, I could come back and report uh, not just what happened but what the response was and what it led to well that's you know so it, I, it just sometimes it helps uh, it would help us all perhaps if instead of fighting these individual battles so intensely let's fight them all i've said on this program before a lot of the the problems that we're having immigration whatever can all be solved if we just get rid of this guy i feel the same way in terms of my coverage because i I used to write, when this whole thing started with Trump, I was in the process of writing maybe five things a day for the Daily Banter, things for Salon, and so on. You were, and now, you now were I'm prolific. Writing, yeah, you well. Were the, you were the Stephen King of politics. Not by Although, choice, but by mandate. By, <laughs> oh, see. this is, oh, my job uh, requirements, uh, you know, demand that I do Please. this. Please, Mr. Scrooge, another lump of coal. Exactly right. With my fingerless mittens, you know, it's just, <laughs> it, it, but you know, now I'm writing two things a week, uh, which is a lot easier to digest. I'm like you, I'm able to uh-huh. take more of an overview broader, approach, broader look. yeah, uh-huh. which I think has benefited my writing. But here, look at the forest and that's a good message. Look at the forest, not the tr- individual trees. Sometimes. That's right. That's right. But here, this, this next story has to do with uh, what Trump said yesterday during his Trump show about how he's going to be investigating the investigators. We all know about this U.S. attorney in Connecticut, John Durham, who's looking into the origins, or as Trump says, the oranges of the the investigation. And so, consequently, Bill Barr has said that he won't rule out that Durham probe indictments could be released just before... Election Day. <laughs> Which well, is of just, course. Yeah. How can that, what, what, what coincidental timing, Bob? How could that possibly occur? <laughs> yes. Right. Well, uh, he was on the Hugh Hewitt show yesterday. Oh. Yes. Uh, Hugh, and we use, we use the word show loosely. But yes. Anyway. Hugh Hewitt, the jar of talking mayonnaise. He said, let's <laughs> uh, Hewitt asked yesterday, the investigation of U.S. Attorney John Durham into the circumstances surrounding the surveillance of President Trump's campaign, you know, the so, oranges, uh, uh, transition early administration. Does that investigation remain on track undisturbed by the virus, Hewitt asked. And Barr said, yes. You know, they go back and forth. Ultimately, the upshot right. here is that Barr is not ruling it out. He's going to release indictments if they come down, if they're prepared. Uh, right before the election if he has to. But this might be another case of watch what they do and not what they say because, Mm -hmm. A, first of all, he's got to say that to please the boss. 
Mm. And uh, second, all the other investigations that have been done have come up with nothing. Now, you and I both know that means nothing to the voting public. Uh, all we have to do to prove that is go back and look at uh, the the kerfuffle uh, over a kerfuffle over Hillary Clinton's emails mm. just before the election. The timing was no mistake there either. And uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people went, "Ooh, that sounds sketchy," and she wasn't well liked anyway. So that uh, helped push the election over the top for Trump and the Electoral College. But uh, so uh, these. Uh, October surprises or near October surprises can be very beneficial uh, to one campaign and very detrimental to another. And both sides try to do that. It's much easier for sitting administration to pull it off than it is uh, the challenger. You know, one of the things, Buzz, we've been talking about on the Thursday show is we've been speculating uh -huh. about the vice presidential possibilities. Uh, Joe Biden's oh, sure. running mate. I wanted to yeah, survey. Yeah, I want to survey you in terms of who you think are maybe the, the top uh, two or three likely candidates by your estimation, based on uh, how you're looking at this uh, race taking shape. Bless her heart, if I get a sense of Joe Biden, I don't see him picking Stacey Abrams. As yeah. good good an idea as that seems to me and a lot of other people, she just doesn't have the experience yet. We need somebody who can step in and be president and I don't know. You know, I, mm -hmm. I you know, she's she's certainly proven herself effective uh, politically uh despite the incredible cheating circumstances uh but but i just don't know uh you know i i of course it could be kamala it could be elizabeth warren you know i i i i think he may be concerned that warren would be a bit too divisive i just of course kamala harris i i think would be an excellent vice president but i think i would prefer her as attorney general interesting uh, so you know i don't it's hard for me to pick a preference i just i think he's going to have to lean though toward uh, a minority woman mm -hmm. uh because i think both are needed and both will be very helpful certainly very helpful in turning out the black vote uh, with uh, any one of these uh, credible uh, african-american candidates you know there's a lot of talk today buzz about michelle obama and it's been circulating yeah. around just the rumor mill is starting up about uh michelle oh, obama sure. i think i think there was something in drudge about it and it's just not going to happen. I, I, just, I heard I heard unicorns were coming back. She has right. no interest. I don't know, no. I don't know how many times you have to say this. She has absolutely, positively no interest in doing this. Mm -hmm. It's fun for Democrats to wish for that in fun. much the same way. Oh, sure, and who doesn't like fun? Uh, in much the same way, it's fun to, to wish for unicorns. And it's also fun for conservatives to speculate, you know, uh, to salivate over the idea of trolling that. Right, right. Well, there's just, she is not interested no. in any way no. shape or form and, no. and nor is joe biden ultimately i mean he kind of paid lip service to it yesterday in an yeah. interview but ultimately really? yeah but ultimately this is about um the tried and true strategy when it comes to picking a vice presidential running mate don't mm -hmm. pick someone who people are going to wish is at the top of the ticket don't make <laughs> don't pick someone well, who makes people wish that the names were reversed on the uh on the well, yard signs you know what i mean i don't i don't know if i I, I don't know if that applies in this situation or, or that I agree with that necessarily. No, in fact, uh, this this person, this running mate, needs to be somebody who uh, projects the image of being able to step into that job. Well, I do think there would just be mass hands-off orgasms across the entire country if Michelle Obama was announced as a as well, Joe Biden's running mate, but I don't. There's just no way it's going to happen. It just doesn't seem like if it's, if know. we if if we ha if we hope to make this more one more than one term of a Democratic presidency, yeah. the, the, the vice presidential running mate has to be somebody who can carry the ticket in those four years. I think uh, were I Joe, uh, if I were a little older. <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, I would, I would choose somebody uh, who, who was better than me. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I picked you out early on. <laughs> 
Well, that's debatable, Buzz. So, the, and the, you've, you've, you've made an excellent vice president. Well, I assure you, everyone listening right now is wishing our names were reversed on, on the name of the show. No, uh, that's but, silly. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, regardless, it, it would be a ticket in which I think a lot of voters would go, geez, I, you know, I wish it was Michelle Obama and Joe Biden yeah. running as her <laughs> running mate. Well, uh, it, a, a boy can dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, coming up in 2024, and this is getting way ahead of ourselves you're right uh-huh. i mean there needs to be someone who can step in and i i think and run for carry president. the ticket yeah, carry yeah the ticket. at, at yeah. that point because i don't think joe right. biden's running for a second term uh i think joe biden's no. gonna no. maybe you know step aside or I, I don't know how that's all gonna play out in 2024 but i do think that there's a very strong possibility that whoever joe biden picks as his running mate will be the heir apparent to run uh, at the top of the ticket for 2024. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if when he made the announcement, he announced simultaneously, I will be a one-term president, mm. and, I, and I want my vice president to continue to carry the torch. You know, I wonder if that would be a strong idea. I wonder if that would cripple him uh, on the Hill. I wonder if that would hurt him in terms of working with uh, congressional Democrats. The fact that he's, you know, that there are no electoral stakes backing the White House. Because usually that propels a lot of change in the first term and then a lot of coasting in the second term. Because the second term is always, well, you know what, Uh, we've used up our capital and well, you know, we're not running again anyway, so why bother? And then there's a lot of uh, inaction happening. So I don't know. I, it's th- There are lots of things that still need to be worked out over the next couple of days, much less the, the next uh, four to eight years. So I'm not uh, overly concerned about 2024, but it's something that we should be talking about now. I think it's not uh, a bad idea to plan ahead. But meanwhile, uh, speaking of planning ahead, Yes, this uh, this graph about the coronavirus and what Donald Trump's inaction did to the death toll, how to his the curve, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, what it what it did to the uh, the curve on the charts and so on. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, a study was just released, and I think it was quoted by Jennifer Rubin and a bunch of the, the chart itself, right. the curves itself, going around Twitter all over the place. But this new study has determined that Trump and his inaction worsened the death toll by an estimated 60%. On March 16, the White House issued initial social distancing guidelines, including closing schools and avoiding groups of more than 10. But an estimated 90% of the cumulative deaths in the United States from COVID-19, at least from the first wave of the epidemic, might have been prevented by putting social distancing policies into effect two weeks earlier on March 2, at when, least that early. Yeah, yeah, when there were only 11 deaths in the entire country. The the effect would have been uh, substantial had the policies been imposed even one week earlier on March 9. Resulting, Every day makes a difference. Yeah, Every day made a difference. Resulting in approximately a 60% reduction in deaths just uh-huh. one week earlier. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's how exponentially this thing was spreading. And the CDC warned of this or was aware of this and talking about this in January. And by this, I mean social distancing. Yes, the CDC was talking as early as January about, hey, you know, we should be thinking about social distancing. And we get around to it in mid-March. The, I, I looked it up uh, yesterday while Trump uh-huh. was doing his Trump show. And I determined that there, I think, were 11 different uh, Trump rallies throughout January and February, including mm-hmm. March 2, which is just at the right. tail end of February. So 11 Trump rallies in that period of time in which, and many of them, I, I think five or six of them took place in the last week of February. I think from right. February 20th to March 2nd, there were five different Trump rallies, several right in a row. I mean, that in and of itself could have worsened the death toll. And and that's after he got the direst warnings about what was, <laughs> that's what right. was happening. You know, mm-hmm. he just refused to accept it. Yeah, and so now with these protests, which, by the way, are here to mm-hmm. stay because they're all, uh, I mean, they're mostly astroturfed. Uh, I, I think they're going to be around for a while because they're now funded. Through the election. Through the election. Oh, through yeah, the election. Oh, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. I think they're uh-huh. going to be around through the, the rest of the summer as long as there is social distancing in place. As long as there are stay-at-home orders uh-huh. in place, there are right. going to be protests. So right. say hello to the next spike in cases 
probably going to last us through the summer, don't you think? I mean, with all of these protests happening and everyone gathering in ways that Trump said yesterday, oh, I've, I watched them. They were all six feet apart. They weren't six inches apart. They were packed right. in together on the steps. They hugged. Yeah. They hugged. They shook hands. They bumped into each other. They touched each other's signs. <laughs> yeah. So as a result, uh, there are going to be Lots more cases uh, just from these protests alone. I know there was uh, one, one piece in the New York yes, Post speculated yes. that the spike in new cases in Kentucky was a consequence of the weekend protests. I think that was a little too soon. I think that's a little too speculative. But uh, the fact is that Kentucky is know. experiencing a spike right now. Uh, yep. And that's only going to be worsened by the fact yep. that there were protests in Kentucky over the weekend. Ab- absolutely. You are in this country, and the concept is... Yes, you have rights. Yeah. Up until the point that they infringe upon the rights of others. Yes. And in this case, in this case, you're you're endangering the lives of other Americans in your stubborn and blind insistence on what you call or what you define as freedom. Yeah. Uh th- this is a, a frightening prospect. Yes, there will be more infections of it. They're out there saying, uh, give me liberty or give me death. What they're really out there saying is, give me liberty and give me death, and you too. Yeah, and the great irony being, Buzz, is that uh, at the same time, they're protesting uh, you know, gun laws in Virginia and stay-at-home right, orders right, in yeah. Michigan and Minnesota. The, they, they just don't seem to give a rip about the fact that Donald Trump declared himself to be a totalitarian dictator last week. That just doesn't this, seem to be on their radar for liberation. This is very, and this is very important for people to know. Yeah. This is not the grassroots movement that it's being made out to be. Do no. please uh, do not be fooled and spread the word that this is not a grassroots. This is a, a fraction of a fraction of a minority. Yep. These are ultra right wing groups. These marches are sponsored and and by the way spread by Facebook. Yeah. Uh, uh, are sponsored by anti gun groups primarily but also anti-abortion groups, so-called right-to-life groups. And, and again, enjoy the irony of a right-to-life group of fighting for old people to die mm-hmm. because they they want their so-called freedom. Uh, I'm trying to remember, there, there are several, and then just groups that are out-and-out out, registered conservative groups that are sponsoring and publicizing through Facebook these rallies and organizing them. But uh, you look at the numbers, and what is it, 81% of the American people A majority of Republicans as well as a majority of Democrats, 81% of all of us, would be willing to obey a national stay-at-home order and would support that idea. Uh, You know, a lot of people, uh, 60-some percent of us, think it's too early to open the country again. Mm -hmm. So these protesters, fueled by right-wing groups because they saw a weakness, they saw an opportunity here, (laughs) these protesters are are beyond fringe. Yeah. Uh, They they in no way represent a segment of the American population. I do think that uh, this is going to be more difficult uh, to control over the summer uh, the long, hot summer in which uh, a lot of, uh, according to these same surveys, uh, a lot of Americans kind of expect the, the country to be open again by summer. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I have news for sure. you. With, with states opening now, uh, causing a second and worse wave of infections, mark that I said that, uh, when that, when that happens... Uh, it's we're all going to be locked in over the summer. Yeah, and, I think and, so. And, that's, and and then people really will get restless. And you know, we're going to talk about Facebook's involvement in all of this uh, coming up on the post mortem oh, show. Yeah, because I know you you have fine. a you, no, <laughs> they they mean well, Bob. <laughs> and you have a Facebook story. We're gonna we're gonna talk about all of that Facebook crapola on the post mortem show coming up on our uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. What happens with the post mortem show is right as this show is over and the end theme is done playing, we just uh-huh. keep on talking. We keep on we, doing a we, show, and that's what we, we call the post-mortem show. We don't even get a bathroom break. We just keep going. <laughs> no, we don't, yeah. and I feel yeah. like some days we should, <laughs> but it never actually happens. Okay, well, now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. We're washing our hands, sneezing into our arms, 
But what about your cell phone? It's a huge carrier of germs. Some people say it's actually more filthy than our toilets. Well, phones are a vector for disease, and we rarely clean them. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face. It's time to take cleaning your phone more seriously. The Clean Phone Pro... It's a sanitizer using medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes and safe for your device, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station anytime. A fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items. Go to thecleanphone.com. Don't forget the the. And get one for just $89 and free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL. All one word. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember the code SEXYLIBERAL. All one word. For two-day free shipping and it'll ship immediately. That's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com thank you the Bob Seska Show This is a rigorous proof song by the same name. No, the, the song is also called Rigorous Proof. That's what I meant by that. It's from the album Postmodern Apocalypse. Link in the description. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs. Thank you for doing that. Oh, man. That's nice. Yeah, That's really nice. great. That's I love them. It's good good driving music. I like that very much. And, yeah. And, and it was, I, I got sucked in today on Facebook, of all places. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw. I, got, I guess I got an invitation to some kind of a yacht rock group. Oh. And I thought, oh, gosh, yeah, I'm all in. And uh, so, because uh, yacht rock fans say gosh. And and so, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I, I, I went to the page to, to click accept. And then I saw that it isn't just a group. It's an actual event on April 25th, which is the, this weekend. Uh, a bunch of people are going to climb onto a yacht on, on uh, the Potomac and uh, listen to Yacht Rock. Well, you know, normal times, that would be fine. But yeah. April freaking 25th, we're still kind of locked down. This is seemed like a bad idea to me. So I was torn because part of me really wanted to be part of a Yacht Rock group. And uh, the other part of me said, no, we're not, you know, nobody's doing that. Uh, I'm so sorry because it, yeah. that could have been awesome. All of the Yacht Rock and then all of the coughing, yeah. up, of, coughing up of lungs. That would have been <laughs> yeah. the, the second attraction. Uh, okay. Well, someday, yeah. Someday. S- speaking of that, speaking of mm-hmm. reopening and g- people all gathering together, uh, hillbilly uh, Brian Kemp, and I, you know what? I had never actually heard Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. Oh, I've never actually heard my. him speak before. You, you missed out. Oh, but man, it's just this. His accent is uh, thicker than the Confederacy, and I have no idea what that even means. The, but you know, the, the, the next time, the next time you hear him speak, and and hopefully there'll be video. Uh, I want you to picture him in overalls, and it will make perfect sense to you. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Brian Kemp is reopening businesses in Georgia starting on Friday. So he's going to open businesses uh, like gyms, barbers, hairstylists. Uh They're all going to be allowed to reopen on Friday, April 24th. That's coming up this Friday. Theaters, restaurants will follow on Monday, April 27th. Uh, bars, uh, nightclubs, live performance venues. Sorry for you, yacht rock fans. They'll be they'll uh, remain closed for now. Right, right. But you got a you you can get a, a yacht for that. <laughs> That's right. Uh, churches are going to be allowed to resume in person services, but asked to maintain social distancing. I'm sure that's going to happen, right? I'm sure everyone who goes to a giant mega church in Georgia. Starting- 
starting tomorrow in Georgia, uh, massages, yeah. uh, tat tattoo parlors, mm -hmm. uh, all of that, those sort of close contact businesses, in addition to the ones you mentioned, uh, all open again like nothing ever happened. Yeah. And uh, I, on Thursday on my show, and I'm very uh, proud of the way I've constructed this, uh, I and I'm not, I know I'm not the first to do this, but uh, Thursday's theme for me will be the comparison between the 1918 flu pandemic and what we're experiencing now. Uh, the the bottom line is I'll save you the trouble of listening on Thursday. Uh, the the bottom line is uh, the second wave was worse than the first. Yeah. Uh, uh, far more deaths, and there was a second wave because cities eager to open too soon did so, and. So there's, a, there's an historic lesson to this. We don't have to repeat history, but uh, don't you join me in seeing that's what's happening. And for God's sake, forward Buzz's report to Donald Trump himself, because the president still thinks that the pandemic that started in 1918 actually started in 1917. He keeps saying 1917. Every time he opens his mouth about the... Uh, that's a movie. He gets it confused with the movie. <laughs> that's right. And then yesterday he said the, the reason World War I ended was because mm -hmm. of the flu pandemic of 1917. That's no, but the flu pandemic in 1918 killed more American soldiers than did the ongoing World War One. Trump's response to the coronavirus has been so terrible this year... Uh -huh. That it uh, actually worsened the pandemic in 1918, yes. drawing it back to 1917, <laughs> he, adding another a, year. <laughs> he makes everything worse. That's exactly right. Or as Rick Wilson says, everything he touches dies. That's as, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was so bad this year that he's actually worsening previous pandemics. Who knew that that was even possible? But <laughs> but it actually is. And then Governor Dan Patrick, you talk about the death cult. I mean, I can't get beyond this. Let's talk about the logic or the lack of logic inherent yeah. in all of this. I mean, Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said once again, he said, uh, I think it was on Fox News Channel, there are more important things than living. I heard that. I saw that. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. What could be more important than you know, living. I thought that was the entire That's, goal of life is to, to keep on the, living, isn't it? Don't you don't you remember that was his campaign slogan? That's how yeah. he got elected. Yeah. <laughs> just keep living. Isn't it the Matthew McConaughey slogan, just keep living? Isn't that what life is all I, about? I, I think so. But yeah, I mean, this is insane that they're doing this kind of illogical bargaining and there was one uh, news story. It was actually more of a, a personal profile in the New York Times. Lawrence O'Donnell talked about this on his show last night, kicked off his A block with it. And uh, it was this piece about this bartender in New York named Joe Joyce, who's also a, uh, was a Fox News viewer who was brushing off the coronavirus. Oh, and, yes. And who ended up dying from the virus. And his uh -huh. uh, daughter was trying to convince him. Uh, she told the New York Times he watched Fox News and believed that the coronavirus was under control. And then right. uh, seven days before he was admitted to the hospital, Joe and his daughter Kristen had an argument about the emerging public health crisis, which right. Kristen described as the only dispute she had ever had with her father that oh, she man. wished she hadn't won. Quote, he said... Um, don't you think this is fishy? You know, when I, when I read this quote, it gives me chills because I've uh -huh. had this exact yeah. conversation with Trump-supporting acquaintances. As have I. Yeah. He yeah. said, don't you think this is fishy? Do you know anyone who has it? Do you know anyone who has died from it? Yes, this uh -huh. logic. And, and Kristen said, Dad, I don't know anyone now, but give me a week and I bet I will. Chill. That is, I mean, when wow. Lawrence O'Donnell read that part of the story on his show last night, I just wow. uh, just got chills, and not in a good way. That uh, yeah, you know right. what? There are a lot of people using that kind of logic. It's the kind of logic exemplified when Donald Trump, for example, says to a reporter, "You don't actually believe those numbers, do you?" I mean, that's crazy. That why would you believe? You are so naive for believing all of the numbers from all of these other countries. These are the globalists. Don't you understand? Stand, and I have heard that logic. I, I put logic in dick quotes, not real logic, but you know, their version of logic so many times. And 
it's one of those things that, that you want to argue and you want to say, no, 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 look, here's the facts. And then they go, well, the experts have been wrong and we, we can't trust the smart people because of something, right. something globalist, something, something uh, conspiracy. He's, he's discredited and fired scientists and pushed them out and, yeah. uh, you know, transferred them and done everything he could to discourage and minimize them in, in government. Uh, but what he doesn't like about facts and numbers is that they trap him in his lies. So right. he's never going to like any numbers and, uh, he, he's going to try to discredit them just as he tries to discredit the people who produce those numbers. Uh, and as, and I know that there are some among us, Bob, who <laughs> take some, not I'm referring to you. I'm just saying among, among progressives, yes. I know that there are some who take some satisfaction in the passing of this ardent Fox News viewer, uh, as touching as the and sad and tragic and uh, as close as it hits home, the story of this woman losing her father in this situation of of having that last argument and then him dying of it, uh, and, and I understand that concern, but I I think we should also think about the fact that this disease is hitting our black communities throughout the country mm -hmm. uh, much harder, I think, than it has so far uh, among the Fox News viewers. Uh, and in, in some cases, in, in Georgia and, and, and other places, uh, we're losing concentrations of black voters, quite frankly. And uh, there's some question as to maybe that's why the Republican governors of those states are allowing this to happen, uh, because there's a there's a political benefit to uh, seeing African-Americans die off in the numbers they are in yeah. certain parts of places like Georgia. Well, the tragedy is, is Detroit is. Yeah. Not only that, but the tragedy is. A lot of these protesters surely have spouses, partners, children, uh, acquaintances who they're interacting with in their homes because of quarantining who are not Trump disciples, who are not red hats, who don't listen to Alex Jones, who don't have a don't tread on me flag in their garage. These are all people who are now going to be infected due to the naivete and these suckers so gullible that they will believe what the giggling couch tumors on fox and friends have to say over the experts over i mean they're chanting things like fire fauci for god's yes. sake they yeah. want to fire yeah. dr fauci over all of this because of something that alex jones made up while he right. was on some fucking amphetamine binge the day before. I mean, this, this is, is utter madness. The Bush administration did this. The Trump administration's doing this, and that mm -hmm. is fighting fighting science. And in, in Trump's yeah. case, more than any other, cutting the budgets of the National Institutes for Health, the Centers for Disease Control, the Department of Health and Human Services, and more, uh, uh, transferring uh, some government scientists to Kansas City knowing they wouldn't make the move so we could weed them out, not filling uh, vacancies that have opened up, and in some cases, out and out firing scientists or making them so disgusted that they, they have to quit. Uh, the, we've lost scores and scores of scientists throughout government. Uh, the, the cooler heads are, are much of the many of them are, are gone. There are yeah. a few left. Uh, and, and that's part of it. That's that's part of the sort of the Trump Bush M.O. The Republican M.O. on top of that is uh, making government so small you can drown it in the bathtub by cutting all the budgets. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, these two elements have come together. And uh, do, do I hear bubbles in the bathtub? I think uh, <laughs> I think they might be they might be succeeding. Well, let me ask you this. And I know we both share, as I said before, we both share acquaintances, family members and so on who yes. support Donald Trump. And the one thing that I am constantly questioning and constantly kind of uh, wondering about is uh -huh. how they square these two things. One, the idea that they know that Donald Trump is a serial liar. They know that Donald uh -huh. Trump lies about everything. In fact, if you challenge must, if yeah. you challenge them on Donald Trump's lies, they'll say, "Well, we know he lies, but I mean, he's he's our liar." And yeah, and, and, so and they like they like what he says. They like what he says and the guts of it, uh, even if they know that what he's saying is a lie. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, they actually believe that everyone is yeah. wrong except Donald Trump, the person they admit is a right. serial liar, that they're willing they're to accept that. So how do they possibly square that where everyone is stupid except Trump, you know, the guy who lies all the time? 
I don't understand how those things balance out. Maybe they, they don't. Because, they don't. Because 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 the other side lies more. Because the other side is evil. This <laughs> yeah. is the justification. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the yeah. justification in their head. You know, with Hillary's pedophile pizza parlor and all the rest. Mm. It's just the, these Democrats can't be trusted. By the way, I think we should start referring to them as the Republic Party. The Republic Party. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Donald Trump apparently said that the yes. Democrat Party is the uh, correct pronunciation because he looked it up and he's certain that that is the actual name of it's not the name it's democratic party god damn it that is something i know that, that is, sticks it, in your craw I yeah know. it does it does mine too but i try not to let it show i know but <laughs> i mean it'd be like the president of the united states it'd be like if barack obama got up in front of the press corps in the white house press room and and referred to the republican party as the republicans god damn it it works and if yeah. you, you take a guy who like trump who's uh inspired them uh who's given his supporters uh, a voice for their anger yeah. and their frustration. Uh, I mean, it is a religion. It is a cult uh, for them. And uh, as I've said before, we're going to have to deal with that cult uh, even if and when a Democrat wins the White House. Yeah, and you better believe that once and if, 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 I'm underscoring if Joe Biden wins in November, you better believe that from that point forward, they are going to blame oh. all of this on the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and whoever Joe Biden's I, running mate is and all that. I, I, yeah, they will. They will try to discredit the incoming government because that's what yeah. Putin wants them to do. Right. Expect that to happen. But also expect if you thought this presidency was madness. Wait yeah. till uh, he perhaps loses the election on November 3rd. Oh, man, the show between then and January 20th is going to be spectacular. Oh, God. It's going to be, it's going to get the kids around the tree. It's going to be a Christmas to remember uh, when he starts blowing everything up. Oh, yeah. And look, there's a map going around showing his approval numbers as electoral votes, basically his state by state approval numbers, and then extrapolating that out to show if the election was based on Donald Trump's approval numbers state by state, here's what the electoral college would look like. It's something right. ludicrous, like 400 something electoral votes for the Democrats, uh, you know, in the low 100s for Donald Trump. And then, you know, it's showing Texas for the Democrats. It's showing Georgia, South Carolina, not South Carolina, yeah. but Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Ohio. All of that stuff it, is horseshit. Right it's now. fantasy. Yeah. Is that is that based on the his overall approval rating or is that based on his approval rating of the handling of the coronavirus it crisis. might be the handling of the coronavirus See, crisis that, and, state and, by and, state and, and these are the details people have to pay attention to when they're examining polls you mentioned charts earlier have you ever seen more charts in your life than I you know. have since the start of this I pandemic know. yeah I know. Uh, so we're we're all gonna know charts when this is done and <laughs> yeah we've got we've got that uh, the point i was gonna get at here is that mm -hmm. It actually has to be similar to that map that's going around showing uh, Joe Biden winning Texas and things like that. It actually kind of has to be that gigantic of a margin because what's going to happen here? It would help. It's yeah, possible. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm concerned if there's a, a one state where it comes down, the whole election will come down to the electoral votes from one particular state. Remember 2000, it was Florida. Uh, 2004, it was a little bit Ohio. My concern is if it comes down to something like that this year, then Donald Trump is going to contest the election in court, challenge of that course. one state, well, get the results thrown out, whatever, however the Supreme Court helps him do it. Um, he'll do that anyway. You know, yeah. he'll, he'll do that. He'll do that regardless. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know the latest poll I've seen has uh, a Biden up by six electoral votes. Uh, I know. So we're we're talking about a wide disparity of of yeah. polling here. But but I think the signs point to a Biden victory, and I think what you have to keep in mind and this is where a poll like the one you cited comes in handy, is uh, let's see how this goes in terms of the number of Trump supporters who die from COVID-19 yeah. and the number of Trump supporters who enter poverty uh, because of the lack of a rescue from the Trump government. Yeah, I, I'll be really interested to see uh, if there's any metric showing what the coronavirus rate is among 
protesters. Now, I don't know how you can possibly do that without taking some sort of roll call in in every right. single protest, which I don't well, think we, is happening. We, we have a lot of their names because, honestly, they are from the, the various uh, anti uh, the pro-gun and anti-abortion groups right. that have been sponsoring these rallies, and, and they're all on Facebook. A lot of this would be very easy to trace, I would think. Well, we're going to talk about Bill Barr. There's another Bill Barr story in the news here. Oh, and again, goody. It's, it's more bullshit. This is focused more on the coronavirus than the uh, than monkeying with the election. We'll get to that right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! I don't love you like I love my dog. I don't love you like I love my dog. That's a great Lizanne Knott. Like I Love My Dog is the name of the song from Bones and Gravity. Link in the description to support Lizanne's music. I love it so much. It's a lover voice. That's the, yeah, it's very nice. I, that's the kind of thing you want to hear uh, when you're sitting on a bar stool in a roadside tavern. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, hey, you know what? This show what? is now part of the Progressive Voices Network. It has been for a couple of weeks now, so make sure what? make sure to tune in to the Progressive Voices Network. It's ProgressiveVoices.com, and you can listen to this show. Uh, the Tuesday show will be uh, happening on Progressive Voices every Saturday at noon, and then the Thursday show appears on Progressive Voices every Sunday at, uh, I believe it's 3 p.m., and it is uh, unabridged the entire show. And so uh, make sure to do that. Make sure to support uh, Progressive Voices. Great network. Got lots of great if, people on there. Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, and us. If I had known we were going to be on Progressive Voices, I would have worn a nicer shirt. <laughs> Me too. I would have worn a shirt if I'd oh, known. Oh, dear. Ladies. <laughs> Are their basements flooding now? I hope not. Okay, so Bill Barr, speaking of basements, God. Uh, Bill Barr is considering filing charges against governors. See also Gretchen Whitmer who impose uh, tight stay-at-home restrictions. Uh, Justice Department is considering taking legal action against governors who continue to impose stringent rules for dealing with the coronavirus that infringe on constitutional rights once the crisis subsides in their states, said Bill Barr. He said, uh, Uh we have to give businesses more freedoms to operate in a way that's reasonably safe, Barr said, to the extent that governors don't and impinge on either civil rights or on the national commerce. This is a horrible quote. Let me try this once more, Buzz. Let me see if it's I can lawyer, de- decipher it's law- this. It's lawyers speak. It's lawyers speak. It's one of the ways he doctors up his bullshit. Yeah, maybe if I do it in the Bill Barr voice, I, the always reasonable <laughs> Bill Barr voice. Yeah. To the extent that governors don't and impinge on either civil rights or on the national commerce, our common market that we have here, then we'll have to address that. And so what he means by addressing that in that- his... That made perfect sense, by the way, in that voice. When you did it in that voice, then suddenly the meaning was clear. Here's what we're going to do tomorrow. We're all going to put on a puppet show on the White House lawn using our penises. Okay, that's what's coming up next at the White House. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's that's the Dick Cheney technique. Right. <laughs> Dick right. Cheney can say anything, no matter how fucking crazy as long as he says it in that tone of voice. In that voice. Yeah. So uh, I guess the governors all need to watch their backs. This is how Donald Trump is going to well, use sure. his total authority over the states. I mean, they, they tend One to reveal way. this shit. Yeah, don't they? 
again, you know, he says he's going to do this, and some of this, you don't know if it's to please Trump or if he's yeah. really going to do it. At this point, I find myself asking as slowly as things move, do they even have time to do this before they start putting their stuff in boxes? I, I mean, know. I don't. You know, so I, I don't know how afraid I am of this. This is, again, it's more of the same, certainly. Mm. Uh, and, and it's a constant counter-narrative to the things that are moving forward. Uh, like what you mentioned earlier in the show, the report from the Republican-led Senate committee yeah. uh, that says, uh, no, U.S. intelligence did not have a political bias in its investigation of the Trump campaign's connection to the Russians. However this is going to work out, and, and uh-huh. it still remains to be seen, uh, as you said, whether or not Bill Barr actually follows through on this but this is the threat this is the threat that they're throwing out there yeah yeah well donald trump has absolute authority according to donald trump to be able to pursue governors legally if they don't do what donald trump wants them to do it's it's we talked about this i think last week briefly touched on the idea of reward and punishment is a big thing for trump yeah he certainly rewarded uh that kiss-ass florida governor ron DeSantis. <laughs> that's right uh and and he's punishing other governors by denying them equipment and other aid they need because they are democrats or because they have uh dared to complain about a shortage of something uh and, and this is his uh, system of rewards and punishments do you think that there should be a comeuppance for people like Bill Barr and Donald Trump? I mean, oh, God, provided yeah. they leave office, should, should there be lawsuits maybe against Fox News Channel and some of their anchors? Oh, their executives? And, there, and, there, and there are, and there they could very likely, well, I will say likely, there's a very good chance that those lawsuits against Fox News for spreading dangerous misinformation could succeed. Yeah. Uh, I think the lawsuits against Trump and Bill Barr and other members of the administration uh, could uh, and, and very, very well could succeed. Uh, and I still think there are criminal charges to be pursued as well. Yeah. Uh, very, very serious criminal charges. I We tried to make a joke out of the fact that uh, during the impeachment, uh, during the Russia investigation, I would uh, often remark that we were going to need a prison bus or a series of prison buses to transport all the people <laughs> out of this administration and into yeah. federal penitentiaries. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the middle is what we'll land on. So the Democrats in Congress and Trump have reached a deal, or is this uh, with McConnell yeah. over this uh, $450 billion no, dollar is, bill to fund small businesses? As, as I understand it, the leaders of both parties in both houses of Congress have uh, agreed on this because it is unanimous and uh, in that respect and backed by uh, by the Republican Senate. Uh, yeah. Trump will no doubt sign it. Uh, it's been interesting to me. I've been watching the negotiations over this and watching the number grow. I think it started out as a $250 billion package and then it became a $350 billion package and it was passed uh, what it is to be passed today or is being passed as we speak. Edit that to whatever is actually the case. Uh, It's a $450 billion bill now and uh, one of the most asked questions on social media of me and I I didn't have an answer at the time and I still don't and that is (laughs) will... Will they, uh, will they, you know, are big businesses going to get the money this time the way they did with the first one? Yeah. Uh, Gosh, I don't think so. I would hope not, but I don't yet know. We should be hearing by this evening what the details of this package are. Yeah. And, you know, I went off on this huge rant on the Thursday show, and I want to get your reaction to the same thing, Buzz. Okay. I basically laid it out as far as how the coronavirus impacts the economy and what should be done about trying to balance all of these different things. You end the quarantines too soon, and the economy comes back, but it tanks again after there's a resurgence of the virus. That's option number one. Or you leave the economy closed, you keep the stay-at-home orders in place too long, and the economy continues to spiral downward. Or the third option, which to me seems like the most logical option of them all, is that because we can print money, why can we not just spend our way out of this? I guess the answer to the question would partly be because of the Republicans, but also, because, um, I mean, why, why can't we just throw a few more trillion dollars at this thing, keep the economy afloat using the federal government's funds, the fact that we can actually print cash if we need yes. to? 
And we have, and we are. Yeah, why Why is that not a viable option, or why is that it, it, the it, most logical option? Yeah, I, I believe it's actually underway. I think it, it, it had to be done. I, I think I remember reading something about that, that, that more money was being produced to, to help cover this. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, you still have that Republican resistance to government spending and to the size of government, and, and that concern lingers, and there are... Uh, activists in uh, the, among Republican lawmakers who will continue to uh, angrily pursue their goals, uh, but but increasingly, I think Republicans have thrown their old caution to the wind, and that oh, what the heck we've spent ourselves this far, yeah. and it looks like we're going to hand it to a Democrat. So yeah, let's uh, put it on the credit card. <laughs> That's uh, right. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 I think we typically see this at what is obviously the end of a Republican administration. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that has something to do with it as well. The, the answer to your question is we can't even answer that question yet because we don't have the data. You, you, you get the data first. What little data we do have, if you, you look at the uh, model that the White House uses, and it's a credible model. I'm sorry I don't remember at the moment its source. But it's a highly credible model that is being used by the White House to project uh, cases. And in the case of Georgia, which is reopening huh, tomorrow, uh, they should not, according to this chart, be opening until June 15th. <laughs> by reopening now, they're definitely, definitely going to cause a second wave that, uh, yeah, will be worse than the first. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, again, if anyone who reads their 1918 history or more entertainingly listens to my Thursday show uh, will 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 know that 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 doesn't work you can't you can't do that mm -hmm. and by the way before we wrap up too I want to throw uh -huh. in this uh, completely random Donald Trump quote this is from a oh, Trump good, show good. over the weekend I believe once it was yes. reluctantly aroused it was hard to get it aroused and it is hard to get it aroused <laughs> but we got it aroused uh, he got it aroused I, 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 don't know, I, I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but it's really, really creepy and gross. To, to, to our audience, let us say we hope we got it aroused for you. <laughs> shit. You're shit, funny. Shit, you're, shit. Yeah. Your your conscience and your funny bone, hopefully. I, I, you know, I'm laughing out loud only because uh, it keeps me from screaming. And, and, the, and the thought of being continuously locked in into my apartment for, God, the next four months maybe because of this uh, insanity happening at various state capitals with these protests. It is really uh, wearing me down as far as just I, observing that I, complete dumb, stupid fuckery. It's just staggering. I spend so much of my week reading and writing about that dumb, stupid fuckery. And then when I finally get, and I'm cloistered in this tiny little studio office. Yeah. And so when I finally get to escape on Thursday afternoons, and I never get far because of the news updates that keep coming in. Yeah. But when I do get to escape on Thursday afternoons, I, I go out of my back, which is, you know, fenced in. And uh, it seems like the whole world has opened up to me. <laughs> so yeah. Suddenly, I'm not. I'm not in that little room anymore. And, and you have a pool, don't you? What's that? <laughs> I. God damn it! I'm coming to your house. I'm just gonna take over the place. I, that's that's right. I'm being held prisoner with a swimming pool. <laughs> sue me. Just so sue me. It came with the house. What am I gonna tell you? Hey, I've got they a, all, I, I, everybody's I'm, everybody's got a pool in Florida. It's nothing. I uh, see now. Uh, there's a there's a trade off here because I'm uh -huh. quarantined with a six foot blonde woman. So see that I think balances out. Swimming pool, six foot blonde woman. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, it's a tough choice. I, I, I share that. Um, I don't know. If anyway, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to yeah. trade up. Uh, okay. Uh, Buzz Burbank news and comment every Thursday, as he was saying, buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcast, make sure to listen and uh, yeah, make sure to buy your Paul Harvey bong. Paul oh. Harvey. Good day. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, also, postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. You want to support this show, support independent media. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show or more conveniently, BobSeskaShow.com. That's the easy way to get to it. Make sure to bookmark and tell all your friends and five star yes. rating and reviews for all of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network shows. Take care, folks. Bye bye.